Hey guys, welcome to The Slot, it's disclaimer time. As always, we may swear and we're going to talk about spoilers. We're also not associated with Fremantle, Foxtel, Showcase or Wentworth. Our opinions are our own. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, Hannah from The Slot here. I hope that you all enjoyed Season 7 of Wentworth and our podcast coverage of it. We had a fun time discussing a show that we all have come to love over the years. Now that the season is over, we will be covering prior seasons of Wentworth, but we'll also be mixing it up with guests and special podcasts with other shows from our beloved actors. This particular podcast we'll be covering is called The Hunting. It has Pamela Rabe, aka The Freak, as Principal de Rossi. She has to deal with the problem of sexting and cyberbullying of the youth at her school in modern-day Australia. This particular four-part miniseries covers sexting, amongst other things, that face teenagers in this day and age. With that being said, this podcast is not for minors, but for individuals over the age of 18. There will be talk of sexuality, nudity, sex, misogyny, cursing, infidelity, and all sorts of other good stuff not really meant for the young and innocent. You have been warned. On behalf of the Slot Podcast crew, we thank you for listening and keep on being gold. See you later. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's Hannah, and welcome to the Slot. How are you doing today? Today, we have a special podcast and a special guest. Her name is Amy. You'll know her from Pamela's Red Right Hand. She is a massive freak fan. And we today will be talking about a particular four-part miniseries that she, Miss Pamela Ray, stars in. Well, she doesn't star in, but she's in it. And that's why we're watching it, to be honest with you, called The Hunting. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Thanks for coming on the show. So we are going to talk about The Hunting today. Yes, super excited. All right. So like I had warned before, this is uh, some serious shit. And if you or anybody else that you know of that has been affected by something like that, this may not be for you because we're going into it in some real depth. We'll be covering episodes one and two in this uh, session. And then the next session, we'll be discussing the ending. So first of all, Amy, tell us about yourself. Oh, my goodness. Loaded question. (laughs) Well, I suppose by you asking me that, it is maybe how I came to my birth. But I can say real quick, I'm in the States. I live in Texas with my lovely wife and my two doggo fur babies and my cat fur baby. That oh. is our life. Yes, we are we are good to go. I'm a preschool teacher, so I run around after three-year-olds. About to start that up here in a minute. But um, as far as really quick how I got into Wentworth, uh, I got married in 2016, and after the wedding, I was having post-wedding blues, and (laughs) (laughs) my wife had watched Wentworth and couldn't get into it, so I thought, oh, I'm going to give this show a shot, and I started watching, and as many others have happened, oh my gosh, within the first, you know, couple episodes, I was hooked, and had binged the first season. And then this voice filled my ears and this amazing monologue crept through the TV. And I said, who is this woman? (laughs) And of course, we're talking about the amazing Pamela Rabe, season two, episode one of Wentworth, when Joan, the freak Ferguson, joins the cast. And I was hooked. And I said, who is this woman? And I Googled her. And now I'm where I am today. And I help um, run an amazing, super fun um, Facebook page called Pamela Rabe's Red Right Hand. We have a great time over there. Come check us out. And shameless plug. <laughs> 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 and it's fantastic. Pamela has brought so many wonderful people into my life. I always say, did Wentworth do it or did Pam? But interchangeably so. And you being one of them, my sweet friend Hannah. And... Uh, I adore, I adore everyone that I've met and it's been a great experience. So that's what brings me to, to Wentworth and Pam. And now I just follow Pam's career and I try to follow the Wentworth casts in general, but it's hard to keep up. You are a master at that, Hannah. Well, I try. I haven't <laughs> mastered it yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying. 
You're just, doing great. Just ask, just ask uh, Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> he made fun of me about that. Oh, he did, okay. did he? Yeah, he did. He's like, you know everything. Oh, my God. Because I pointed out that he was in um, Stingers with Juicy Lucy, uh, Miss Sally Upton, and he didn't remember that. And he's like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Because I had oh, a picture of the two of them together. And he's like, oh, I remember now. So, and then he uh, he started liking on me, but then he started drinking and he forgot all about me. But that's okay. Oh, he okay. is a gem, that one. I I love Bernie. He's fantastic. He's oh, my God. You know, Al is going to like you for that, but that's okay. Just, yeah, he's a great guy. He's funny and he's, he's handsome. And yeah, he's a great guy. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Bernie, if you're listening, shout out. Love you. You're the bomb. <laughs> and being so, since usually at the end of the podcast, I say, where are they now or what are they doing now? Yeah. Bernard Curry is actually in My Life is Murder. It's a news series. It's a whodunit type of series. Uh, more like a detective type series with Lucy Lawless. Nice. And also, uh, Daniel Cormack, she was in episode two. And this particular series was directed by the Miss Leah Purcell, who also plays Rita Connor on um, Wentworth. So I highly That's recommend awesome. you guys try to check it out. It um, it's it's a good could feel show. Looks good. Well, I definitely have lots of catching up to do. Oh, I yeah, can barely yeah. keep up with everything with Pam. One thing we've caught up with is the hunting. Yes. And uh, we're going to discuss that right now. So we're going to go right into it. The first scene actually just blew my mind away. That's when we first see Zoe and Andy. So Zoe is played by Luca Sardellis. There are some Libby Tanner fans out there. You may recognize her. She was in Nowhere Boys with Libby. She's an actor, dancer, and TV presenter. She's well known for Nowhere Boys. I think there were like maybe four seasons of Nowhere Boys. I don't remember. Okay. But, um, and then Andy. Andy, who plays Andy? Alex Cusack. Yeah, Alex Cusack. No relations to John Cusack. <laughs> Although his character does seem like him. Right? But, um, yeah, right? Yeah. I actually met John Cusack years ago when I was chasing after Duran Duran. And wow. What? You chased after Duran Duran? Oh, oh my gosh. God. Oh, my God. Those days. Simon Bon is the man for me. I, I mean, um, oh, Lord. Whoa. We're going to have to talk about this later. I am super pumped yeah. about this. Simon. Mm. I mean, Nick Rhodes was actually my favorite. But when I met Simon, forget about Nick. <laughs> <laughs> forget about it. All good. We're back. We're back yeah. with the hunting. Yeah, so, so Andy, Alex Cusack. Yeah, I don't I don't know of him in anything. I couldn't find anything. So I guess he's a newbie, maybe? These guys, I did see a, just a blurb of an article. And these kids, I, shouldn't, I guess I shouldn't call them kids, young adults, <laughs> they are relative newbies on the scene. But man, are they talented. I mean, yeah. we'll go there in a minute. But these, these kids, I think they're all like 17, 18, 19, somewhere in there. Incredible. Yeah, Alex is a dude. I mean... Andy, not Alex, sorry. There's a douchebag. The character. Oh. Yes, Andy. What? Oh my gosh. We'll so, get to that. <laughs> we see the two of them cyber sexing. Yep. The climax. And I mean, what a way to start a show. Like, here's a brand new show. Let's just get right into it. Yeah. I mean, that it wasn't that how Wentworth was? Yes, <laughs> <way> exactly. <laughs> right? Not like that. Not extreme like that, but still. No, but was, just... Uh, like hook you in from the second, which is how a good show could be, especially since we know that this show is only, what is it, four X long? Yeah. So they have to just go with it. You're right. So unfortunately, Zoe didn't realize that Andy recorded her. Yep. So that's one thing I want to discuss, especially, well, it doesn't matter how old you are, but when you're doing certain, how can I say, compromising positions, Right. On camera, and you think it's just between two people, you better think again because it's not going to happen. That's so true. My rule of thumb with the internet is if you're not okay with it being out there, don't put it out there because I don't care how private you think you are. People can find stuff online, and that's why it's so relevant. One thing, too, not to stray from that, but one thing, too, that I wanted to mention before I forget looking at my notes, what I thought was so intriguing with how Sophie Hyde uh, portrayed this opening scene was that no names are used just these two nameless kids doing this and you're like that could be any teenager in any country any place right now that's what i like there were no names used it was all just very like 
these two are representing what's happening right now, could be happening at this moment. I thought that was really well done. That's true. And Sophie's a director. Yeah, yeah she's creator director. Yeah, Sophie Hyde and Lisa Scott. So it looked like they were very new into their relationship. Yes. And he likes her. And a little background on Andy. Andy comes from a middle class home. Yes. Where his mother works. His father works. It seems like he's a drunk up lawyer or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy himself is uh, on the soccer team. He's a jock. Yep. But Zoe, on the other hand, is more like an activist. Yes. She had protested because I guess they go to a private school. So the girls. That's what I'm assuming, are, yeah. Yeah, they're mandated to wear skirts and dresses. And Zoe opposes that. Mm -hmm. So she protests that girls should be able to wear pants boys should be able to wear dresses and it makes some of the other students especially the male students a bit uncomfortable because we all know that for the most part men are very intimidated by strong women and mm -hmm. zoe is a very strong personality of a woman yeah okay. and i think a lot of that can be attributed to or i don't want to jump to this yet but a lot of that can be attributed to her mom and her mom's new partner new wife i'm not sure yes. i think a lot of that is coming from them it seems like They've really taught her to be her own person and stand up for what she believes in. So, yes. Mm -hmm. They're very open when it comes to talking about sex and sexuality. They don't hide anything from her. It actually makes her squirmish. And she's like, right. mom, you know, yeah. which mm -hmm. is the complete opposite of the other couple that we're going to yes. discuss, which is yes. uh, Nassim and Amanda. Amanda. Just mm -hmm. call her Dip. Yeah, sure. I love that. And interesting how they have those two families. It's like there's similarities, but there's differences as well. And I love how we're getting the cultural background right away, just in like Nassim's talk with his dad about the yes. flower. That was yeah. amazing. That was amazing. Like mm -hmm. flowers are like love. They can die out or, you know, once they bloom, they die. So what an awesome thing to tell your son who's asking about advice fantastic it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't sound good <laughs> well no but like but like what it's it doesn't sound good but it's also like true you know and then you get this great open honest answer from him then you get the exact opposite with dip's parents who oh. are so closed off never discussing any of it so it's just an interesting and then you have andy's parents who are kind of like hands up i don't want to hear about it I'll talk yeah. about it if I have to. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting dichotomy between all the different... And then yeah. Zoe's moms who are completely open about it. Oh, yeah. Not sure about Zoe's dad, though. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm still... Jury's out on Zoe's dad. Like, I... Part of me thinks, it's like, why is he even there? And then part of me is glad he's represented because I feel like so often it's like, oh, look, it's the two-mom family. Uh-huh, yay. And then we don't know anything about the dad. So I'm glad he's there, but I kind of wish they had represented him in a little more like hands-on sort of way instead of like this, oh, he lives in this fancy apartment with like the lights that come on with the computer. I wish they'd given him more of a substantial, like he has invested time in his daughter. It's not just like the, oh, she stays there and he just does. But I, cause I want him to be more involved, not just the stereotypical like hands-off dad. I don't know. That's kind of how I feel, but. I don't think we're going to see much more from him. But anyway. Yeah, but maybe he was the absentee father. Could be. And yeah. that's probably, well, I mean, that could be one of the reasons why Zoe's mom decided that, mm, I can't be bothered with this guy. And then that's could when be. Zoe's new lover came and says, you know, I can give you what he couldn't. And there you yeah, go. Yeah, absolutely. Could be. You know what I mean? I mean, these things happen. It happens. Yeah, like they sure do. Yeah, for much, sure. You know, uh, it's just like a, a lot of things. So, I mean, uh, yeah, not sure. So now we've got the two couples and then we've got, yeah, we have the two couples. So I wanted yeah. to talk about actually, uh, Yazid Daher. He played yes. Nassim. He's actually yes. known for Anzac girls, safe Harbor and the uh, Rakaraka. Mm -hmm. Amanda is played by Kavita Ananda Sivam. Uh -huh. uh -huh. So now, let's see, let's go back a minute. So we've got this opening scene, which, like I said, I think is amazing. And I want to touch just briefly, at least, on the um, credits. 
um, the, the the music and just the beautiful way which they've shot these credits with the kids swimming underwater. It's stunning. Like I, it's like okay, how can I skip through these credits? Like fast forward, I watch them. Like it's beautifully <laughs> done. It's beautifully done. The music's gorgeous. Oh. I'm like Pamela Rabe's name could be closer to the beginning, but you know. Yeah, I figured you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna come out with something <laughs> like that. I Actually, it. closer to the end because, as I've learned, it's it when they put and Pamela Rabe or and so and so. That's like the prime spot to be. So put it down there with Asher Ketty and. And uh, Richard Roxborough. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so I think that's just beautiful, um, beautifully done. So we've got those two doing that. And then we've got Nassim and Dip. Yeah. And how would you talk about two teachers that we know of? Oh, Lord of mercy. We're going to talk about that because I see some inappropriate behavior going on there. But before right? we talk about them, we have to talk about the first time we actually see one of the teachers who's Ray Allen. No, not the basketball player, Ray Allen. This is a different teacher, Ray Allen. Yes. He's actually played by Sam Reed, otherwise yes. known as Sebastian Reed. He's a new teacher. He's walking in. He takes Pam Spot, the principal. <laughs> that was a no-no. But to Rossi's spot. Oh, he took her <laughs> spot. And you know how she is. She's particular. I think Rossi's probably a mix of the freak and normal. You know what? It's so huh? funny because as I took my little notes, I'm like, you start to, when you've watched Pam in as many roles as I have, you, you notice when Pam is there and when it's the character. Obviously, it's the character all the way through because Pam is a consummate actor and it's, she never <sighs> breaks at all. But when you know some of her idiosyncrasies, you can pick them up. And oh, it's yeah. so funny because I'm like, oh, there's a Jonism. Oh, there's from this. It's funny. It's there great. You go. That's so cute. Yeah, it's so fun. So he walks into the classroom and he sees three girls passing around a dick pic. Yep. Of, um, and let's just call it that. Like, he's just like right out there calling it that. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yes. And the unfortunate individual's name was Jack Ryder because right. uh, that's the name that Pam, I mean, not Pam, Principal Jirasi was calling out because he was so embarrassed that it went through the entire classroom. So apparently Jack and Yolanda were dating. They broke up mm -hmm. and to get back at him, this is what she does. Now I have right. problems with that because I mean, Oh God, you know how children are and adults yeah. are the same way. They'll do the same thing. They'll make like a sex tape. You've seen it. And this is not new. This is not new no, behavior. Not new. People were doing this long before the internet. People were finding ways to do this. It's just the internet exacerbates it all. But I do think it's sad that here are these two teachers trying to go to bat for their student, and he's clearly upset and has nothing to do with it. It's not his fault. And yeah. of course, all Darasi can see is here's this kid leaving school. Why is this kid leaving school? Well, now we have to take action because it was his phone or it was his picture, blah, 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 blah. It's like such a great. Well, area. according to Joan Darasi, I think I'm going to call her Joan Darasi. You're going to call her Joan Darasi? She said. Okay, let's just really quick clarify, though. It's Ada Darasi, just <laughs> in case Ada people Rossi. are confused. But I'll say Joan. <laughs> Joan Rossi says mandatory reporting is there to protect everyone. That's something Joan would say. That's so I'm just putting Joan. it out there. Now, for those people who are like, oh, my God, Wentworth is over. We're not going to hear anything more about <clears throat> or any of their characters. Well, there you go. Hannah will provide it all for you. Yeah, no the worries. Always Dude, to Wentworth. We could totally have an entire podcast directly associated with just how we relate all of Pam's characters intermingling together. It's like, okay, who are we going to talk about today? It's like, well, let's mix this person with this person because that's how it goes. Because yeah. that's just, she's a chameleon. But yeah, that's very much like, I, I beg the pardon of anyone who has not seen Wentworth. I'm not sure how you would have gotten this far in this podcast if you haven't. Bless your heart. It's like listening to me. Exactly. And Al, <laughs> hello, of course. But <laughs> if you have, I mean, you're going to soon realize that she just floats in and out. Joan, Joan just, just floats in and out of all the conversations. If it's left up to Al, you won't hear about Joan. Only well, me. I've noticed that. It's a little Joan light <laughs> sometimes. I'm like, Hannah, get in there, girl. <laughs> I know. It's okay. No problem. It's all right. It's all good. So now we, unfortunately, we saw the foreshadowing of what's going to happen to poor Nassim because he got caught with that phone. Even yep. though it wasn't his phone when they were passing it around, he had no idea what was going on. And right. you just see this pic. And unfortunately, Ray has to report it to 
Principal Darasi and the yes. assistant principal who is Eliza. Yeah. She she has a thing for Ray Allen. And she, right, she does explicitly clear. I mean, you you can't get any more limpid than that, because I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Now what how do you feel about that? I think hmm, not sure how I feel. You know, I took some notes on that and I think I'm right. We are in the same wavelength there. I was not real, just real excited about that. I just, I feel like we should get to know these characters a bit before we see them like hopping into bed. I was just like, why are they already like, why can't they just be friends? Like, like, like coworkers and friends. Why does the male lead and the female lead always have to like get together? Like, I just was a little disappointed with that choice. Not only but, that, there are certain corporations that do not allow employees to intermingle or fraternize. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not and I think place. it happens a lot. I, I bet it happens a lot oh, more than we would know, especially probably in a school situation because it's such an emotional place to be. True. You've got all the students weighing on your mind. Obviously, you're going to you turn to each other for help and guidance and comfort, and it's easy to slip into it. But correct, oof, I don't know. I, my jury's out on that. I like them both, though. I think they're both – I'm warming to both of the characters, especially Ray. I just – I love his relationships with the, with the students. I wrote some of that down. I love how he is so compassionate towards Nassim and to Dip. Yeah. My thing is what I actually appreciate about that relationship. I don't know if anybody has noticed it, but the fact that Eliza was the one who took initiative and went after Ray. Yes. Now you don't really see that. You don't really see that. And you know, in today's society, there are a lot of men who are put off by that. They don't like to be chased. They want to be the ones who are chasing. So true. So Mm -hmm. to see that you know, reverse role. It's not really a reverse role, but you know, in today's society, <laughs> we would say it's a reverse role. So I, I, I kind of thought that was a bit refreshing, but the way in which she came on to him, it seemed like extremely sexual. And I'm like, oh, you could have toned it down a bit. But yeah, like, to me, again, that was such a stereotype. Yeah. Like it was just, yeah. Anyway, we will go on to the wonderful Joan. I mean, uh, I mean Principal De Rossi. <laughs> Yes, I'm sorry. So um, she is not phased a bit by Ray. She mm-hmm. couldn't care less what he had to say. Mm-hmm. She is stuck in her ways, and this is just how it has to be. Yeah. yeah, and it's obvious that she probably has been running that ship for a while. Yes. And she's got it down pat, and she knows not, not to ruffle any feathers, whether it be parents, feathers, or like school board type of muckety mucks feathers. So that's why I think she's a little hesitant to even kind of see where Ray and Eliza are coming from. And she's like, no, 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 no. We have to do it this way. But I also love that we still get a sense of her, like her feminism coming through and her kind of like, well, yes, this has to be done this way, but I'm willing to try to maybe see it this way as well, because I know how important free speech is and how important having your own opinion and standing for your rights is. She's caught in a rock, in a rock and a hard place. Yes, she is. So, you know, a lot of people don't seem to understand when you're in a position of power, sometimes you have that power, but sometimes it's quite limited. And you only have the title. You don't have the actual power to accomplish anything or do anything, especially when you're, dealing like in school that's so true that's so true and they even touched on it the woman she was speaking with was like well your 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 math scores aren't high enough to deem you worthy of having this piece of equipment and it's like wow that really just strung suck a chord with me because it's like that's such a thing that's happening in the u.s right now where kids are just so underserved because it's like all we can do is look at these test scores we can't base it off of kids what their needs are. We're just looking at these test scores and testing is important. I understand, but we have to look at the whole picture. And I think it was interesting how she was trying to fight for her students and just was like, well, having to give it up. But of course she also was ticked off because someone took her parking spot. Yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I thought I'm that sorry, was but I let me get an O for fuck's sake said yes. by spoken by the amazing Pamela Rabe. It's a good day. It is. It was wonderful. <laughs> I thought it was great. Fantastic. So now that we saw that, unfortunately, those two kids will be expelled. 
Of course, yeah. Ray Allen was disappointed and yep. thought that they could have gone about it a different way, but you know, a uh, standard needs to be set. Right. However, as we can see, that did not deter our main characters. No, it didn't. And I love how they immediately kind of, well, Ray more so than Eliza, immediately kind of swooped into action and he was just like, okay, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to talk to Nassim. I'm going to talk to Dip. I'm going to separate the boys from the girls, give little talks, figure out what's going on. He could have just, just said, okay, whatever, and just went on. But he has so invested in his students that he takes the time to try to figure out what's going on and try to talk to them about what it is they're doing, which I found really refreshing. So there's another thing we have to test upon, and it doesn't always happen with teenagers. It happens with adults as well, peer pressure. Oh, huge. I wrote that in a lot on my laundry list of major themes. That was definitely on there. It was it's extremely huge, huge because yeah. Nassim is a really nice kid. He is. Okay. Andy, on the other hand, uh, he's spoiled. He is spoiled. Absolutely spoiled. And from the beginning, I could see that, you know, number one, he's a jock. Yep. So he expects, I'm thinking in my mind, all the women are supposed to fall on him. Right. I'm seeing in these two episodes, that wasn't the case. Mm-mm. So something must be wrong with him. Yeah. And we do kind of see a hint of that, the way he treats and talks to his mother. Well, and then just, I mean, look at the dad for the role model. I mean, mm. there, I have a very love-hate relationship with his dad. I feel like sometimes I'm like, okay, he's trying. He's trying to get him to do right. And then the next minute, he's just like such a blowhard and just mm. me, 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 full of himself. So I just, you can see what Andy's seen as he's growing up and seeing these two people. It's like, what is he, I mean, how else is he supposed to act when he's got the parents who were Kind of, it's just an interesting thing. And it seems to me that his parents are kind of absent when it comes to his care and his Absolutely. They were late to go to his uh, meeting with, I guess, yep. one of the coaches. So that has something to do with um, the soccer team. And it's, as you can see, he was very hard on his mother as opposed to his father. She's the overwhelmed mom. She's yes. trying to balance the career with her husband, her two teenage kids, one of whom has now found himself in the hot water. Oh, he is to in so make, much hot water. Right. And to make matters worse, we've got husband over here pulling the wool over her eyes because he is not telling her the full story. Correct. So Nicholas, who is a drunk dad. But I can't quite get his character. I'm oh, I so got his character down pat. Jury, I love it. I want to hear your version of his character because I jury's out for me on him. I can't decide whether I love him or hate him. He is, well, I mean, (laughs) he is the typical father that's like, boys will be boys. Yes, so true. Okay, and it's like, you could could tell that he's very narrow-minded himself because when they had to sit down after the debacle happened between Zoe and Andy, Mm-hmm. So we're just going to go into it. We're we're not going to really press on too much. But apparently, Andy wanted to go out to a party with Zoe, and Zoe, I guess she's not the most popular girl, so she kind of felt out of place going right. to a party with a popular guy. So she kind of turned him down. But the way in which she turned him down, he was offended by it. So he got mad. So he decided in order to get back at her. I don't know why anybody do that but he yep. posts her picture he he screenshot part of the sex or cyber sex that they did and yep. he posted it to this online group called our sluts or local sluts yeah and apparently this local sluts thing is a bunch of girls who have their picture taken by their boyfriends or exes that they don't know of from all the different schools and they just post them on the site and people start making comments about them. Yes, yes. And what I found interesting was you could search by the name of the school. That yes. was heartbreaking to that see. That was scary. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like all these schools. I'm like, and that, you know, that has happened. That is happening oh, right yeah. now. It's happening right now as we speak. You know, they have mm-hmm. these underground. Because, you know, for number one, a lot of parents, they don't monitor their kids. They oh, so trust true. them. They want their kids to be their friends. And I'm going to tell you one thing. To hell with that. Your kids aren't your friends. They're your kids. Okay? Oh, so and there true. was actually, there was this one good quote that uh, Leah Vandenberg, who happens to be uh, Dip's mother, 
Yes. Her name is Ravneet in the show. And we're She's gonna go fantastic. Oh my God, I love her. So oh. we're going we're gonna to talk about her in a minute after we yes. discuss what we need to do. But she did say, did you give birth to me or did I give birth to you? That was an amazing quote. Like that was so incredible. And especially because I feel like Dip is the do no wrong daughter. I mean, she is such a good girl and wants to be and genuinely wants to please her family and please her and, and be a good friend and be a role model and a good student and put her head down and just do her work. But I love that her mom still shows this like strength in her. Like she, she could be very kind of meek and like docile, but her mom's got spit and fire. And I love oh, yeah, that about her, her mom. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go back to the meeting now that we understand what had happened and why the, I, I, is this other guy a principal? Who is he actually? Cause I thought De Rossi was a principal. De Rossi is a principal. And then, um, what is her name? Cute girl. <laughs> Whenever no, Eliza is the assistant. Eliza is the AP. But I'm yeah. talking about the old man. The old man. That's so terrible of me. <laughs> the older, the, the the seasoned gentleman. That, <laughs> because what had happened was Zoe went to school. She saw somebody posted a picture on her locker with her. Yes. I'm, I'm really curious to find out what they wrote because uh, those boys at the school, two of Andy's friends, they weren't happy at the fact that, you know, Zoe's so strong. Of course, you know, they're intimidated by something like that. But the parents now have to meet because Zoe made right. a complaint. Okay. Yes. So you have Zoe's two parents, her, her two mothers. The father mm-hmm. came late mm-hmm. and you have Andy's parents where his father came late too. And he's like looking at the two women is like, oh. I just, I think, first of all, we have an interesting difference to point out. We, I don't even know, we didn't see a meeting happen with Jurassi and the families of the other, Yolanda and Jack Ryder. I think what's interesting, they went right to the police with Yolanda, whereas here we're meeting with the um, parents, but Jurassi went right to the police. Oh yeah, that's Joan. Yeah, it's just interesting. But yeah, so now we've got the big meeting. I mean, can you imagine being in that situation? Here you've got Zoe, who's just been defamed in front of the entire school. Then she's got the boy that she likes or liked, Hmm. still probably likes a little bit, sitting there looking smug like a Cheshire cat. I mean, I can't even imagine that. These kids are put in such a difficult situation. It's like they're being thrown in this. And I just, I commend all of the Zoe's in the world who are willing to go and stand up for what is right. And I feel like Andy just manipulated the whole thing and just had the upper hand the whole time. And it was just, well, I just wanted to wipe that. Exactly. And I wanted to wipe that smirk off his face. Yeah. You could just tell that he was just like, she just, you know, she gives it out to everybody. What makes you think mm -hmm. I'm the one? Yes. Bit of another people. Right. It just, it made me so mad. It's the, it's the whole, he oh. said, he said, she said thing. And Correct. It's just, ugh. And the way that he slut shamed her, that was, yes. I was just so angry. I um, know. What was really good was the fact that the mother, Simone, played by Asher mm-hmm. Kitty, she knew because she's at least she's making eye contact with everybody. Whereas the father, he was like rolling his eyes and right. he couldn't even look at anybody. No. You know, and then uh, Zoe's father, he was just non-existent. Because I really, truly think Andy cares for her. I think he's putting on an act for his friends, for his dad and mom. He's putting on an act because I think he really does care for her. No, he did like her and he knows he made a huge mistake. Yeah. So now he's having to just continue in his lie. He's having to amp it up. I truly think deep down and he's got feelings for her and feels badly. But now he's so caught up in this web of a lie that he has to keep going with it. He got so mad at the kid who put the thing on the locker. It's like, why do you care? You should be high-fiving him for doing this. Uh-uh. He's mad because he is upset with this and he is upset with how far it's unraveled because he really does care for her. I know I try to say the good in everybody. He's kind of an asshole kid. But like at the same time, I feel like deep down he does care. No, yeah. he does care. He does mm-hmm. care. I agree with that, that he does care. It's just, he wasn't man enough to own up to what he did. Right. Okay. And so granted, yeah, okay, he's a teenager, he's 17 years old, but 
you know, you always hear it all the time. You don't trust me and I'm an adult now. Well, you fucker act like an adult. Exactly. All right. Exactly. How about that? Right. And now we've left with, okay, what are his parents going to do? And I love that we're seeing the kids' perspective and we're also seeing from the parents' perspective. So now it's like, okay, dad's going to have the man-to-man talk with my boy. It's like, okay. But he doesn't give the whole information from him. He finds out, but does he share it with mom? No. So mom's left in the dark. But I love how mom starts to kind of, hmm, something's not quite adding up. Mom believed Zoe. Yes. Okay, from the start she did. And it's obvious. It's quite obvious. But the fact that disturbs me is that Nick, the father, covered up his son's indecency. I had a huge problem with that. And he went on to say, oh, you know, well, I got caught with a porn magazine. This isn't a porn magazine. It's a totally different thing. So, like, now we've got dad kind of, like, playing it off like the good old boy club. Like, oh, I found a porn magazine once. It's like, no, buddy. Your son has gone far and beyond this. We are now into basically illegal activity. This is, like, could these kids could all be in jail for this. Like, this is, like, above and beyond. And that's the center issue of one of the center issues of this show. It's like, how, where do we draw the line? So these kids don't have an idea. It just bothers me that we've got Nick going, well, at one time and kind of just playing it off. That is saying to Andy that it's not as big of a deal as he thinks. It's okay, mate. It'll be fine. No, no, not so much. It's really bad, to be honest. It is. It's it's bad and it's horrific. And I'm wondering if the tides were turned and she had posted his dick pic, how would he feel? That is such an interesting thing. I had never even thought about that. Yeah. You wonder how that would have gone down. Interesting. Yeah. You'll never know me until you walk in my shoes. That's what my mom That's exactly right. That's so true. And usually when, you know, I interact with people, especially people I don't know, that's what I try to do. I try to insert myself in their shoes to see like, well, yes. how would they be? That's why I try to be as respectful as I can. And I try mm-hmm. to be, you know, as nice as I can be because right. you never know. You don't know who you're dealing with, but Andy is just a douchebag. Okay. He I just, hope he'll learn. He really is. Mistakes. And he just comes across as just, and so now I just find it interesting because we've got his mom, Ashraketi again, amazing. She, she knows something up. But I, I think it's, I, I still think it's interesting. She doesn't seem feeling strong enough to go to dad and be like, look, tell me what the heck. I mean, she tries to, but it's like, why aren't you like committed enough in this relationship to be like, look, you better tell me what's going on now or else kind of a thing. But she weaves her way around it. We don't know exactly what's going on in the relationship between the two of them. Because first of all, if you remember in the beginning, Andy accused his mother of flirting with one of her co-workers. Right. So something Caught, could have Calling happened. the kettle black there. Correct. Something could have <laughs> happened in the relationship. You know, uh, Nick, who's the father, he is a drunk. He could sometimes come home and lash out some type of physical abuse or verbal abuse. Yeah, who knows? So that's probably why she's kind of like dancing around the subject. She doesn't really want to get him mad, but, you know, she doesn't, she's kind of worried and things like that. Because I mean, she never went to Nick. She just left it to the husband or he said, you know, uh, just leave it to him. I'll right. Take care of it. Right. And yeah. I think it's interesting too. I think that Andy really looks up to his dad. And so I think that that's why he's exploding so much when he thinks that something's going on between his mom and the coworker. And I think, cause he's just like such a dad's kid. He just can't imagine his mom. So strain. Well, I don't know. That's what I kind of saw. But then at the same time, I feel like he would also defend his mom's honor. So it's like this sort of strange, I don't know. I don't think Andy cares for any of his parents. I think Mm. he feels that they've neglected him. Yeah. That's kind of what I see. I don't Mm. think Mm -hmm. he thinks they care about him. Maybe he's the older son who feels jealous of the younger daughter. Could be. It just was striking to me that he got so irate when it was looking like she might be having a fling. To me, I think Andy does not like women. I think he looks down on them. Yeah. I think he doesn't respect them for whatever reason. And it could be from his father. Oh, yeah, definitely. Although I will give some props to dad. 
he does try to have the talk. And even though, I mean, he's, he's, he's grasping at straws, but he tries to. But I think the next important thing to talk about now that we've discussed that is to go on and talk about how, and maybe skipping something important, but how now we have mom going to confront Dip at the school. I thought that was a very interesting scene. Okay, so now we're going to Nassim and Dip's relationship. So yes, the two of them, the two of them are from two conservative families. They're very traditional families. Yes, um, you can see that the, they're very conservative mm-hmm. and traditional, and the child must always obey the parents, and that's that. End of story. There's no real openness when it comes to sexuality or anything of that nature. As you can see, when Dip wanted to go to the movies, she put on a little bit of lipstick and her mother was like, what is this? Right. You know, she's like, I'm not mom a- doesn't miss a beat. I don't, I don't, I don't accept that. But they right. did, they did invite Nassim over for dinner so that mm-hmm. they could meet him for the first time. I now, love I, that. Yeah. I forgot the husband's name. Oh my God. I'm not remembering, but I loved how she was like, well, I really want to study with you, but you kind of have to come have dinner with the parents first. I love how she was like, they micromanage my time. That line was so great. And she was like, um, they have every moment of my life planned. Basically. I was just like, Oh, poor girl. Yeah. And I mean, some kids need that. Absolutely. But she doesn't. She's the most well-managed kid as it is. Like, she totally doesn't need that at all. But, yes, some kids do need that, absolutely. Um, I'm not sure if she didn't have that, she would still be the way she is. Yeah, it's hard to say. But definitely she knows that it's not going to get past – nothing's going to get past your parents. So but I, I love how, like, they're kind of laid back. Like, they're very, like, strict. But, like, they also have this kind of bohemian kind of – laid back fun side as well which is kind of cute like to see their relationship between mom and dad how they're excited about the celebration of the upcoming anniversary and all this and the string lights are everywhere it's just an interesting thing but yeah now you know dip wants to get out and she wants to be with her boyfriend and she lied to her parents and told them that she was going to go to the library which that wasn't true. She actually went swimming and that's when they mm-hmm. had their first exchange of saliva yes. together. <laughs> they were and so cute. She's like, I can't get, I can't have beach hair cause they'll know. They'll yeah, know. for sure. Yeah. I thought it was cute. And then, um, unfortunately she took it to the next level and sent him a nude of herself. Yeah. Because she is so like sheltered and routine. That was her one way of stepping out and it backfired. Big time. And it backfired in a big time because due to peer pressure, uh, Andy was telling um, Nassim, you could forget about this girl. You're not going to get anywhere with her. And he's telling her that's not true. And to prove it, he sent him the picture of her, which yep. he couldn't, not realizing that this guy put it on the net just he's as much. idiot. Exactly. I love how the schools are connected through the boys' relationship of riding the bus. They don't even go to the same school. They've just been buddies from the neighborhood this whole time, and they ride the same bus. I love that connection. Boom. Now we have this huge tangled mess. Yeah, so now these people start texting Dip, and she's wondering what's happening. So this goes back to the fact that Nassim was Googling over her picture, and Ray Allen, the teacher, took his phone away. Yes. And he was... I guess doing schoolwork at home and, and Nassim's phone was just going off the hook. And yes. all of a sudden he looks and he sees all of these girls mm-hmm. and he sees unfortunately Dip's picture and he is appalled. I can't imagine as a teacher. I mean, I teach a little one, so it's different, yeah. but I just can't even imagine. But you, first of all, it's, it, I still, I, I did write this down to how I think it's interesting. It, there is that whole, obviously, teachers crossing the line they seem a little too familiar with their students but at the same time I applaud them for being that invested in their lives but to take a student's phone home I don't think that would actually happen but this is a drama so it's okay but I can't imagine sitting there grading papers and their phones blowing up and you're going okay I better at least I'm going to sneak a peek and then you see that that's true um usually back in my day they would confiscate your phone and then give it to you at the end of the class Yes. They wouldn't do it overnight. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't take it home. Like, of course, I'm from the dinosaur era where no one had phones. Oops. They had pagers. 
Okay. If you were cool, you had a pager and then you'd send your friend a page who was upstairs on third floor while you were in first floor and you'd send them little characters on their pager to spell out a rose or like a word. Yes, yo, that was the first text message, yo. All of you new little people out there who have no clue what I'm talking about, look it up. Learn from your elders, and I am an elder now. So that's just, right? I'm only 28, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, queen. I love it. Well, if if you're 28, then I am too. So there we go. Oh, now I remember what it was, what uh, they were doing to um, shame Zoe with that picture. It said, fuck a feminazi. Ah, yes. Lost there. And I'm mm. like, well, what the heck is that? What does that right. mean? But it's the, the two boys that are friends with um, Andy were the ones who did it because they just yes. wanted to shut her up about, you know, talking. They're just to trying to, they're just right. trying to like look good in his eyes. They're just, he, you know, he's a popular guy and they're just trying to like, okay, let's keep Andy happy. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I get the sense. No, I think they don't really like Zoe because. Right. They, they're worried her. about, they're in, exactly. They're scared little boys who are yes. intimidated by her. Exactly. But and I also think, mm-hmm. yeah, go they're on. friends with him too. They're friends with him too. So it's like, Kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, it's an excuse to show him, hey, look what we can do, too. Exactly. But then he's ticked off, so. Well, of course, because, you know, now he's going to get in big, major trouble because of that. Yeah. Dip and Nassim. Dip and Nassim, yes. So because she lied, I guess uh, the father found her bathing suit and asked her, what is this all about? Yes. And, you know, lying is a serious thing. We all do like white little lies because, you know, I always say I'm 27 when I'm really actually 29, but that's besides the point, <laughs> you know, and I say I have two daughters, which technically they are daughters, but they're just of the furry kind. That's right. But that's okay. They're my babies. That's right. And, um, I do the same thing. You know, I, 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 I'll, you know, somebody will come to me and ask me, oh, does this look good on me? And I'll say, no, but it'll pass. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, those types of things. But then you have people who outright lie, like the economy is doing great, but yet we're heading for a recession. Right. So those types of things. And what Dip did was she broke the trust between her parents. Yeah, she did. So now poor Dip, like she just like is stuck now. It's just, And it's not, I mean, it's yes, she did it. It's but it's not her fault either. I just but she it. lied again and said mm-hmm. that she went to the beach with her friends just for five right. minutes. Yeah, I know. And then you see Nassim, he was trying to get out of the situation and he actually escaped without the yeah. knife. That was cute. So luckily just, for her, they didn't put two and two together. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. So now where are we at? So now... So after she next- lied... The other thing, too, um, Nassim's father was worried about him because he's like, I'm calling you and you're not answering the phone. What's right. What's going on here? So the poor father doesn't know what's going on. Nassim finally finds out that Dip's picture is all over the place because oh, teacher told him. And he's flipping out. So now he's going to go and tell Andy what's going on. And he yeah, tells him to take her picture down. Right. He's ticked off at Andy, rightfully so. And then Andy just blows it off. He's like, oh, whatever, buddy. It's no big deal. It's like, uh, yeah, it is. (laughs) And this is why I'm saying I don't think Andy respects women because his father doesn't. And he doesn't respect his best friend either, really. He's totally disrespecting everybody at this point. That's true because he's a spoiled brat. (laughs) Yeah. At least I think so. That's how I Oh, I totally agree. Right? So now that that happens, Dip starts getting these funny, strange emails from people. She doesn't know why. All of a sudden, one of them laughs at her and sends her the link. Oh, and that was so go. horrible. When she Can you imagine? Died. I can't even. Oh, my God. That's With her, like, her best friend right next to her. Yeah. And she's having to hide this. And that act just back to her. Oh, God, she is so good at just keeping that very nervous face, but still cool at the same. It's incredible. Like, that was so well played. It was. It was just horrible. I mean, I felt so bad for her. I mean, I'm like, oh my God, this is was awful. You know, and the thing also that troubled me was the fact that when Ray Allen found out that 
Dip's picture was being spread across the internet as a slut, he decides to send the boys to the library so that he could talk to the girls. Right. I was like, part of me was very glad that he was talking to them. I think that's great. But it was like, um, shouldn't you be having a discussion with the guys as well? I mean, Correct. this is ridiculous. So there's a little like, bit of bias going on. Yes. Agreed. You know, and for me, it seems like, okay, the girls still have to wear their chastity belts. Even though in this day and age, women should be enjoying their sexuality and sex altogether. But throughout history, we know sex is only supposed to be enjoyed by men. Yep. Women exactly. are just the objects of their sexual fantasies. Yep. In this series right now, it's showing that women love sex just as much as men do. Mm -hmm. And they want to explore their sexuality. It's such, that's such a good point. Like that is such an interesting way to look at it because that is, that is so true. And that is so true to what's happening now. I'm sure. I mean, girls and women are just as intrigued. It's not just the boys who need to talk. That's why I was glad he said something, but these guys like need to be held accountable as well. It's like, I agree. But the girls, they, that's why I'm glad he was cautioning. Ray was cautioning them. It's like, you know, just because you think you're sending this to your boyfriend for a laugh, you don't know where this is going. And I think I loved how he made that chart. Side note, all I could think about was like- L word. L word, yes! <laughs> yes! Oh my God. A very different chart. Okay, let's be clear. A very, let's be clear. Oh, oh I'm so funny. You let's are. be clear. Very different chart. But yeah, that's what I thought of. But in all seriousness, like what a great way. Like, look, here it is in front of you, black and white. Scott goes to this person and goes to this person. And I think the kids were woke. Were woke. They were woken up by that. Like, I think that that helped them. The guys needed the same message. Yeah, they, they should have been message. getting the same message day two. So, yeah. So, now she's got these messages popping up. I can't even imagine what an invasion of privacy that would be. Not to mention, what if her parents saw that come through? You know? I can't even imagine. Can you imagine her dad seeing that on her yes. phone? Oh my oh, goodness. You would freak. If I were the teacher, to be honest with you, I would definitely talk about what would happen when you send text messages of your news yes, to this person. Absolutely. I wouldn't separate the class and just talk to the girls, no. or just talk to the boys. I would have to have a conversation with all of them together because then the girls can see how the boys react to when you're talking about sex and sexuality and they can see for themselves, this is how these guys really are in person. I agree. I think that he definitely should have kept them in there. I was very surprised when he separated the two groups. So to me, I, I mean, felt that that was kind of sexist, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. I feel like like I, part of me was glad he was even addressing it because most teachers would just be like, whatever, not my not my domain. But he, I was like, no, 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 hold a hang about. These kids all need to be together on this. This is... Yeah, and then the other thing, yeah. so now Eliza sees that the boys are going to the library and she's wondering what's going on here. Mm -hmm. And he downplays her, and in other words, he's like, just leave it with me, I'll handle it. Right, which I'm like, whatever. I would love to have had, I think, Jurassic needed another scene in there because, uh, Pam, hello. <laughs> a side note, if you're going to hire Pamela Rabe, put her in a little more. Come on, it's Pamela Rabe. I get it. I'm not... Sophie, you're amazing. I'm not downing anybody or the writers, but I'm just like, man. But yeah, Jurassic should have just walked down down at that point. Boys, where do you that's think true. you're going? That could have been her. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're right. You're absolutely right. right? But so now we've got these kids separated. Now the girls are like, okay, what the heck? But now Dip understands why he had this conversation with them, and she decides to confront Nassim. And yes. it seems like she's very angry with him. She mm -hmm. also told her mommy she wants to go to the movies. And the mother was like, during a school night, I don't know. But I then the mother changed her mind and sent her there. So that's how she got to talk to Nassim. But then she came home early. And it's right. just like going downhill for her. Now, right, mom now definitely yeah. knows something's up. Yes. She came home early. Correct. And plus she called out from school sick. Right. So this is a form I'm of... I'm assuming has never done before, probably. Correct. Never. 
So this is a form of cyberbullying now because you have all of these strangers writing to you, calling you a slut, and you know, do you like it this way? Do you like it that way? I mean, mm -hmm. that's so scary. And then she looked and saw that her picture's still up on the site. She tried to make a fake profile to tell people that, you know, can you take this down? This girl is so nice. I know her, blah, 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 blah. And then like all the messages came to her, just get the hell out of here. And, you know, if I see you again, I'm going to do this to you and that to you. And, you know, that's yeah. scary. Very scary. You know, it's kind of like an influx, like a flood of threatening messages. And it was just horrifying. And to see her go through that. Here she is. Well, she's having to rein it in because she's like in school. But I'm going, you don't know who these dudes are. They could be other students. They could be in your, sitting there in that classroom. Or, or they could older be men. Like 45-year-old, 56-year-old men who are Correct. preying on young girls. Correct. It was astounding. So now she's dealing with this. And then I'm probably going out of order, but my brain's oh, going all over the place. But like, fine. now do we see her sick and with mom the scenes yes. with her and her mother are absolutely they're beautifully played but heartbreaking i mean that was probably one of the hardest things ever because i never was real great at opening up to my mom about things so to see that i could kind of relate to her kind of trying to hide and then just crumpling and collapsing and just wanting to tell mom Whereas what would be different for me, I would crumple and tell mom and she would comfort me and tell me, whereas her mom was pulling away. And that just broke my heart. Yeah, it, it was terrible because first of all, you have to remember, she lied, number one, the first time. Mm -hmm. Now, this time she's lying again. And this is something huge. You, you know, because when you're coming from a very conservative family, your body is your temple. Yes. You are not supposed to show your nakedness to anybody else other than your spouse. Right. And now she's found herself caught up in that web. Everybody right. knows about her. They're calling her a slut. Mm -hmm. And now her mother found out. Now her mother's horrified. Her mother can't even look at her anymore. Can you right. imagine what her father's going to be like? Oh, my well, God. Well, and that's the thing. She can barely look at her. And then immediately mom is like, "What? If we can't let your dad find out. Which I was just like, oh, I was a daddy's girl. And I usually told my dad stuff with my mom. So to even hear that was horrifying to me because I'm going, these are your, these are your parents. This is supposed to be your support system. And suddenly they are like shutting you out in this, in this, in your time of need, basically. And it's like so hard because I feel like this family is trying to adopt some of the more progressive ways. Oh, yeah. But then there's still that sense of it's just ingrained in them. Dip needs her parents, and it's, mm -hmm. this is very, very hard. They need, and they, she needs them to hear her out and hear her side of things, as hard as it is. Well, and then we've got, you know, Nassim struggling and opening up to his dad, which is an interesting thing, too. Well, so. unfortunately, <laughs> Nassim is the unfortunate loser in all of this, to be Oh, honest. yeah. You know, he didn't really mean to. Uh, episode three, I think, do, dwells into the scene with his father. Yes, episode three. That, which we'll, we'll talk, talk about it. next time. Absolutely, but we will. This time, now, it's gotten to the point where we're going back to Zoe. She goes online and finds out that her picture is on our sluts. Or local sluts, I'm sorry. So she called the cops. Yep. <laughs> I have. I, like I really have to say I really love that girl. <laughs> I do too. She's not messing around. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. It's like, um, no. And she's like, I'm telling my mom, I'm being completely open about this. I know what I did. Here's my part in it. Boom. Here it is. I'm filing a report. And I love now have have we had the amazing connection yet? No. Now we get to see how Dip and Zoe find out about each other which I think is fabulous. Yes, and that will be on next time. Yes. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Now, usually I like to do, you know, where are they now? So I will definitely do that. So where are they now? We are talking about Pia Miranda in Survivor. If you don't know who Pia Miranda is, she used to date Frankie in season three of Wentworth. Jody Spiteri. Correct. So she's still on. So now she can turn around and say to Joan, I do have the courage. 
because she's <laughs> lasting. <laughs> she's <laughs> lasting. Um, one more segment. Miss Sally Upton was actually nominated and won an award for her part in playing Legends. It's Ooh. a new uh, series that they're trying to push to get uh, financial backing. I really want to try and see if I can see that, but you know, she looked good. You know, she's like a, I guess an older version of Juicy Lucy. Ah. Right. So that's all I have for now. Um, As you guys know, Sea Chain is out. Sea Change. Why did I say chain? Sea Change (laughs) is out. My Life is Murder is out. So you guys can catch it. Definitely lots to watch while we're waiting for season Eight. Oh yes, yeah. like so, a long way away, but definitely things to watch. All of you all out there, make sure you listen to the slot. Yes, on Instagram and Facebook, and, and join in the conversation. We would love to hear what your thoughts are on this topic, on all the topics and all of the shows thus far, but especially the hunting. I think this really touches a lot of lives and a lot of people. Yes, thank you so much. So thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time. See you later. Bye. I married Simon in my fantasy. Oh, that's amazing. Like two kids, Simon (laughs) Jr. and Simone. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Not Simone from Wentworth, okay? No, different different person. All right, I'm so sad to go on track. You see, that's why no. I need Al to put us on track. That's all right, Al. I where can are you? Forever. It's all good. We're back. We're back with the hunting.